Welcome to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell, where each week you hear from safety industry experts and leaders discussing safety culture, team development, and the future of the safety industry. If you are looking for help with your safety program or have questions, head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the True Safety Podcast. I'm here with Apollonia Rockwell. Apollonia, how has your week been? It's Friday. We're at the end. How was the beginning of the week? Uh, wild because I have two babies. One is a newborn. I will tell you this. I slept for more than five hours last night for the first time in two and a half months. I woke up and I was a whole new human. I was like, who am I? I felt like there was birds chirping. I like woke up on clouds. I was like, this is insane. So yeah, that's how my, that's how today was. (laughs) Most of us probably slept for like seven hours and are dragging our feet, wishing we got more. And (laughs) here you are superwoman after five and a half. So I I think that's great. And um, today's show is going to be a little bit unique because we're just going to talk about kind of the last year in review. Um, EHS Today recently put out a great article that we'll link in the show notes about the top 10 EHS trends of 2021. So we're just going to go through these and we're going to talk about how how we saw this these trends impact the safety industry. And we'll also kind of talk about, you know, what are these things do we think are are probably lingering? You know, they're probably going to continue to impact the safety industry over the next year or years. Um, And so I encourage you to read the article. Um, but then, yeah, let's dive in and go ahead and um, just get right into it. The first one, shocker, uh, that they mentioned on EHS today is COVID-19 mandates. Uh, this yes. comes at a timely timely time because I think it was just yesterday that the Supreme Court kind of made their decision on COVID-19 mandates. So currently on just, you know, January 14th, 2022, I think it seems like it's kind of a question mark, like what COVID mandates, especially for big companies will look like. How did you see this impacting like specifically the safety industry, maybe some of your clients um, that fell into that kind of like hundred or more business? Yeah. 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 Um, So when it first, when the mandates came down to have your employees wear masks and uh, have specific cleaning precautions and there needed to be uh, temperature checking at the door, you know, those types of recommendations, those types of health checks before entering and leaving your workplace. So when that all first came out, everyone was so, it was so unknown and how we saw it affect our clients is some of our clients were cited by OSHA because, um, you know, they had, um, whistleblower complaints. Some of the, some of the employers had, uh, either disgruntled employees or current employees that were just like genuinely concerned. They called OSHA. So OSHA came out and actually did cite a few of our clients for not implementing and not enforcing all of these recommendations. And the employer at that time was like, I can't even believe, you know, like it, how am I getting cited by OSHA on something that isn't even in the regulations that I have to, you know, you know, have a certain ratio of employees out on a crew site. Yeah. It's like, where's the standard? Like, where's the, show me the OSHA standard. 
show me the OSHA standards. Like I'm, this is crazy, but sure enough, some of them did get cited and, and they did some of the employers that were cited, they didn't pay out like the full penalty. They, all of them, nobody threw their hands up and said, I'm fighting this all the way. The bulk of our clients were like, I want to do what's right. Like I, I genuinely was in the, I don't know when this first came out. So since they weren't in the know in the beginning, they wanted to work with OSHA on, on, uh, doing whatever it took. So everyone did. A lot of them had either all sites, um, citations dropped or the, at least the penalties were reduced because they said, okay, we'll do the health checks. We'll mandate PPE outside, even though that didn't make any sense to them at the time. And so, yeah, people were showing their willingness to, yeah. to work with it. Do you think, do you think this is going to, you know, do you think that we're kind of coming towards the end of some mandates like this, or do you think that this is going to continue to play a big factor in, you know, specifically the safety and EHS industry? I, that's a good, it's a great question. I almost see it getting worse. I kind of do, at least for right now. I mean, I just had a few customers, I mean, 500 employees or more. I mean, those types of clients reach out and say, Hey, we're hearing things from our corporate HR out of Houston. It looks like we'll be needing to go back to health screenings. It looks like we'll be needing to go back to, um, having a regularly scheduled cleaning crew come out through the office and we're going to have to have them hit the office every three hours. Cause that's what they were doing during COVID time. So if I honestly think people are going back to what, what they did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the second trend, you know, kind of following in that was the Delta variant, which at the time of writing this article, that probably made sense right now. It's all about the Omicron variant, which gets to the point of mentioning a variant at all of kind of this like cycle of new variants and new struggles with yeah. this. How have you yeah. seen like that just like cycle of like, okay, well now there's this new thing and does it, you know, uh, all of that, like how has that played into some of the work that you've been doing? It seems like, um, companies as far as this, yeah, that's a good question. It seems like companies are hearing about an employee being sick or let's say they take an at-home test and they were recently positive, then they are in their HR departments don't know either because <laughs> CDC is recommending something different every month. And, you know, the last they, the, the last they heard was, okay, employees need to be quarantined for what, five to seven days or something. So employers don't seem to be as, um, I guess they don't want to fight it. I guess is how to put it. It's like, okay, you're positive. See you in seven days. Like it seems like employers have just almost laid down <laughs> almost in a sense. I mean, they're not closing their doors, which is the, which is great, but it just seems like, okay, like everyone's getting sick right now. I get, there's nothing I can do to fight this at this point. Like go quarantine, mm -hmm. um, go for it. Yeah. And a, a year ago, you know, a lot of businesses couldn't stay open. And so now I think yeah. businesses are willing to do what it needs in order to stay open and keep employing people. And, you know, the, yep. the third kind of trend mentioned in this article was this was OSHA takes action, um, which yeah. we've yeah. already, you know, talked about how OSHA did, you know, they took action on a lot of things. Um, I think, isn't there now, 
an actual standard, like an emergency standard for like COVID response that OSHA put out? They did. Yeah, they do have their recommendations. And I don't see a lot of companies fighting those recommendations whatsoever. Um, I I feel like people, again, are, I think you just said it really well, is that companies don't want to shut down. They're not going to shut down. So in response to that, though, they will do whatever it takes to keep the doors open. And so whatever OSHA recommends, people are going to go for it. Yeah. And, um, I, I kind of imagine that OSHA will probably be maybe more vigilant on having some standards in case something like this happens again in the future. I I wonder if we'll have some more like general health, um, you know, standards or recommendations that hopefully would help to identify because identify stuff like this earlier, because, um, yeah. In the early days of COVID, I mean, again, like you said, nobody knew really what to do. Everybody was doing their best, but then, you know, people were getting cited by OSHA, but OSHA hadn't made any kind of official like recommendations or standards and different things. So I think, you know what I, oh, go ahead. No, go go for it. I wonder, I wonder if they'll put in, I wonder if OSHA will solidify some regulations or standards that are maybe more centralized around employees that all work together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I think like JBS comes to mind, you know, we don't work with a ton of companies where there are mass amount of employees inside of four walls. We work with a lot of oil and gas construction employers that work outside. And so um, you know, that's just something just talking out loud with you. I don't, I don't know if yeah. something will come up, um, with, with the different variants and working inside and how that's, uh, need to be broken out into different shifts or di- smaller groups. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even just more general, uh, like all of us have gone to work sick before. You know, maybe not in the last yeah. year, but like in our life, like everybody's gone to work sick. Yeah. Like, yeah. will that yeah. still be a thing or not? Um, yeah. who, who knows? The yeah. The next trend on this, which directly goes towards kind of what we talked about on our last episode is um, kind of this mental health crisis. Um, yes. You mentioned on the last episode, you don't know if the safety industries in construction industries are ready, ready for the words mental health crisis. Um, yes. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I feel like when I, you know, even surveying our current clients and I, I talk about mental health, people are like, not me, like nothing's wrong with me. Yeah, I'm, that's a great I'm idea macho. for my neighbor and my sister. Yeah. Who are you talking about? Yeah, because I'm all fine over here. So it's like, all right, if mental health if, if mental health isn't the word, what what can we talk about? What can we all agree that we're all experiencing mm-hmm. stress? And, you know, I just had a really, really good friend of mine that I grew up with since I was three years old, um, die of a fentanyl overdose. And he was 28 years old. Um, for my listeners who don't know, my, my brother passed away of a heroin overdose, a few years ago. And so, um, you know, I think that right now we, we have been, we're here in Colorado. We have been hearing a lot about fentanyl and, uh, substance abuse right now of just, these are different coping mechanisms with stress. Right. And so there's just a lot going on right now. Life doesn't seem like it's been normal for a very long time. And I think that everyone can relate to that. So I think just talking about that, right. 
Yeah, I think it's going to become more and more important. And the good thing is, I think there's an increasing level of awareness of topics like that, which I think kind of leads into the next one really well, which is health and well-being. Um, this, I do feel like we're talking about this more and more, which is a good thing. Um, I think, you know, in some settings, we're probably not talking about it uh, enough uh, and just like the, the value of being healthy and having a good like general well-being. Um, so how do you see this playing out kind of in the safety industry and and maybe even in how some of your consultants are are guiding and consulting your clients? Yeah. Yeah. One thing that we've been doing with our clients is as we're setting up their 2022 roadmap for their safety program, for their safety plans, for their, their training topics for the year is we're putting in more mental health. Maybe we don't talk label it like that, but we were putting in more, um, like health awareness type type of topics to just take the time and discuss those types of things. And then also what I've been seeing on the safety side is I've been seeing that, um, insurance, insurance providers are providing mental health, like health lines, maybe they don't call it mental health health lines, but, uh, psychologists are, are available through people's, um, workplace plans. So that way there's an outlet for somebody to talk to. And I, I've been seeing that more and more as some of the benefits, um, for employers. So I thought, I think that that's really awesome. That's really interesting. And I can't wait to learn more about that. Yeah. Yeah, again, going to be a great thing to, you know, continue to pay attention to and talk about and see how it impacts the industry over the next year. And I think that's one of the ones that is going to continue to be a trend um, and hopefully transition from trend to norm. Um, yeah, that yeah. would be the ideal thing. So the sixth thing on this list, kind of unique, it's extreme heat. When I think yeah. about extreme heat, you know, we're in Colorado. So I think about like that we have like a fire season now in Colorado. Yeah. Um, and so because of the heat, because of the dryness, you know, there's been really bad fires. And I know California, you know, Utah, pretty much anywhere on the West um, has had these crazy fires. So I think this is a little bit more, this trend is a little bit more about just like kind of some like crazy adverse like natural work circumstances. Um, and so in Colorado, you might, I, I'm curious, like, did you see, uh, with some fires and stuff, did you see that like impacting, you know, even just with the air quality, some of like your clients work over the years of like, you know, can we go out and work right now when the air quality is like worse than in Mexico city? Um, how, how did stuff like that impact the work that you've done? Yeah. So last summer we did have, um, not so much on the pollution side of things. So when we're looking at extreme heat, we're thinking, how are we either mandating or really monitoring our employee, our employees health when they're working in these extreme heat temperatures, like this type of environment. Okay. We have to implement a water schedule. We have to implement a break schedule. And so when employers don't monitor these types of things, the working conditions and extreme heat, 
we see a ton of injuries on heat cramps, heat illnesses, these heat-related illnesses that always come up in the beginning of summer or during these times um, and people are just not prepared. They're not taking the rest. They're not taking the water. And before you know it, they're in the hospital hooked up to an IV, getting fluids. Um, and then the, these types of things become OSHA, can become OSHA recordables if they're just left untreated. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I yeah. think, and, and, you know, there's an increase in that. And so I think it's something people need to be paying more and more attention to and kind of in your own in your own environment, you know, different places in the country are dealing with it in different ways, but it does seem like something across the board that safety companies are having to pay more attention to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The seventh trend for 2021 is uh, one that I know you'll be excited about. Empathetic leadership. Tell me what that means. My two favorite words. I love (laughs) empathy so much. Um, Yeah. So empathetic leadership is just, you know, really taking a look at yourself as a leader and trying to, and, and just evaluating, all right, am I, am I taking the time to feel what my employees feel? Am I taking the time to really understand what my employees, what the team is going through? And so the only way to get there is through communication and trying to put yourself in the people that you work around shoes. And so it's just an approach of taking your ego and checking it out the door and really having honest conversations, honest one-on-ones with the team to see where they're at, what they need, and what can you as a leader do better to serve them? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a really good, um, really good way, really good way to put it. And you mentioned communications. I think communication is in general has taken a overhaul in this last year. And so, you know, the eighth trend is remote communications. Um, what are your thoughts on like how fast remote communications has had to be adopted for a lot of people over the last year? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like we were all put in a situation, businesses all around the world were given no choice, right? It was like, well, if you want to stay in business, everything will go Zoom. Okay. So then we're doing Zoom and Google Meets. And, you know, what's interesting is the, the trends of these Zoom meetings and, and remote meetings, I feel like they're here to stay. I mean, I even a few months ago, before kind of this wave of sickness <laughs> that came up, that's raining on us these last couple of months, even before that, um, it, it, I didn't. I, I try to have a lot of in person meetings, but a lot of people are like, "Hey, just out of effectiveness, and not even effectiveness, out of efficiencies in my life, like I'm not going to drive from Denver to Greeley to meet with you face to face, Apollonia. Like we're going to have this meeting on Zoom, and hey, employees, like you don't have to come into the office and get dressed and do all this. Like we could simply just have a Zoom meeting. So I feel like these." remote meetings are here to stay and remote conferences. I think people are, were excited to all get back together. And then when we were almost allowed to, it's like, eh, yeah, zooms better. Yeah, I did. I, I have gone to a couple, I went to one, one big conference in the summer. Um, and, and oh, okay. it, yeah, that go? It, it was good. It was interesting. They, uh, the keynote speaker, he got on stage and he said, you know, I'd like to thank the conference hosts for, 
giving me the opportunity to put pants on for the last first time in 18 months. <laughs> oh my um, gosh, so it, yes. it was funny, but it was, you know, it was, it was interesting. It was just, it made me think like, I wonder if, you know, I, I think there's still such a value for conferences and for in-person gatherings, but I, I think at least for a while, I think they're just going to look different. And I think that we're yeah. probably always going to look at like, you know, remember those pre pre pandemic events where there was 10,000 of us smashed into one room and, uh, I don't know. It's just going to look different. I don't know what it will look different. And this kind of gets to the, you know, second to last trend of digital transformation. Um, you know, that you kind of already addressed that with some of the remote communications, but anything else that you want to add in regards to like how digital transformation has impacted like the EHS and safety space? Yeah. To me, the biggest thing that comes to mind is just the training piece. I mean, employers are still afraid. Some are, some aren't, but I think some employers are still afraid to group everybody in, like to have those, um, 50 employee, a hundred plus employee safety meetings. Again, it's just, they don't want to risk it. So we're still doing remote training a lot. A lot of our training is still remote and even inside organizations, small, medium, larger companies are keeping their meetings remote. So, um, new hire orientations. I mean, that all looks different. So I think that that's here to stay for at least a little while too. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Uh, it's just wild. I think in a, in a lot of ways, I think, you know, there's so many people that, you know, the idea of using zoom or Google meets or anything just seems so foreign. And now like, you know, I've talked to so many people that are older, like they're like 60, 70 years old and like, they know how to do it all. Like it's, it's wild. Um, how yeah, much it's yeah. kind of impacted oh, yeah. everybody. And so they, and they would probably prefer to meet in zoom. They're like, I don't want to get sick. Like, or I don't even want to travel an hour and in traffic to meet somebody for an hour. Like people are just, I get it. Well, and I mean, just- when I, when I started doing work with, with you uh, almost three years ago, which is crazy. Um, but I remember kind of in my mind, like adding up and, you know, I was going to be driving 45 minutes to the office every day. And so I remember asking if I could work remote two days a week and I added it up and, you know, I, I calculated I was going to be saving four to five grand in the year if I worked from home two days a week. I don't think I told you that, but so when I, that, that was why I was like, you know what, like I want to do this. That was out of the ordinary then. I feel like now people are realizing more and more like with kind of digital transformation, like, okay, yes, now it's the norm, but also there's actually some benefits. Like there's, you know, we're going to have to figure things out. We're going to have to figure out how to maintain culture and human connection, all these things. But I think a lot of people in a lot of companies now are realizing like, oh, there's actually some benefits to both the individuals. Like, you know, they're saving on gas costs, but also to companies, Um, you know, you're going to get a lot more in, in different ways. So it's interesting to see some of the, some of the questions that are coming up and realizations that are coming up as this digital transformation kind of becomes the new norm, which leads us into the 10th and kind of final point of this like post pandemic workplace. Um, what are you starting to like think and see as far as like post pandemic workplace in regards to like EHS? Like what are some things that you think will be normal in the next five years that were like, would have seemed crazy five years ago. I think that, I mean, kind of like how's it, how it relates to safety, but I think that 
post-pandemic world looks like a hybrid world of, I don't think we'll ever go back to what it used to look like. Um, I don't know if safety meetings, I just remember renting out Island Grove for anybody who's listening that lives in Greeley, <laughs> but Island Grove, and we would have... I don't know, 150 employees together, or we would do conferences with like 200 people together on a monthly basis. And I don't know if we'll go back to that space yet, or maybe if we do, it's like a once a quarter thing, maybe, but, um, I think it's a hybrid. I think that a lot of companies, um, they're, they're working remote, you know? And so since that is the case, I think that, companies have to work harder at keeping that communication alive. And so companies, I think will go to like EHS software, which excites me because I love each EHS software, but something to communicate as a whole, where, where's the safety program moving? Where's it growing? How's it evolving? And so the only way to track that is through softwares. Um, since you're not in the office telling your boss what you're doing every day, or you're not able to communicate with your team like that. So, um, I think EHS software, I think training will still be remote for a very long time. And I think that AR and VR is going to blow up. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I think we're getting to a space where, the things that can be automated are going to be automated. The things that can be done with technology are going to, but then I think that that also illuminates the things and puts more emphasis on the things that only people can do. And I think yeah. that's really good because that's going to bring up the value and increase the value of like people skills. I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, might be worried about like robots and all that crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, like robots are not going to be able to do everything. Um, technology cannot do everything. And especially in safety, like safety is so much about culture, so much about relationships that I think that this like post pandemic workplace in many ways, I, maybe this is just the optimist me. I think that it will actually highlight the human connection side of things. Um, at least that's the hope. So yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, a year from now. What are, what are the top 10 for 2022? I'm sure some of these will, will carry over and, uh, there'll probably be some new trends that, uh, we, you know, we don't even know. I'm looking at a lot of these things and like, you know, just think about, you know, two years ago, if it were like January of 2020, like we wouldn't have any idea what like half of these even meant. Um, no, you know, COVID-19 no. mandates, Delta variant, post pandemic workplace, all of this yeah, stuff. We'd what? be like, Mental what health? in the world? What? So the world changes fast. So who knows in the next year or two, what will be the trends that are, that are impacting, you know, our workplaces pretty significantly. So, uh, I think this has been fun to dive into these trends, um, and kind of give, give our take on them. So Apollonia, any, any kind of last words as far as some of the trends heading into this next year? No, I, nothing, um, nothing crazy, just, I'm interested in, the, yeah, just the training piece of it all and how this evolves. I think that as, as humans, we're learning different. And so that has, that plays directly into safety training. So I'm really, really excited to keep our eyes on the training world this next year and how that's evolving. So, um, 
but yeah, no, I keep evolving. That'd be my final words. It's keep evolving. Do not stay stagnant. Keep going. Keep going. I love it. Well said. And uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for joining. If uh, this is one of your first episodes, we have a whole library. Go back, listen to some of the other podcast episodes um, and share this episode uh, and some of our others with some other safety professionals that you know. Apollonia, thank you as always. And we'll see you all next week on the True Safety Podcast. All right. See you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell. If you are looking to save time and money with your safety program this year, we'd love to hear from you. Head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast to schedule a free call with our team, where we will help you identify the biggest opportunities for growth in your company and safety program, and we'll connect you with the right resources to help you grow. Again, that is truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you know anyone who needs to hear this episode today, click the share button and send them this episode. 